Kyle, other than my dog being bitten this morning, I was complimented numerous times over how well-behaved and well-mannered to other dogs he is. I put his obedience training purely down to watching your content since he was eight weeks. He's now nearly nine months. Congratulations. See, I knew it. He's been on the show for a while. Yeah, but Kyle, please, 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 please also understand, buddy, man, you're doing all the work. True. You're doing all the work. There's other people out there that have been watching this show for years that still have badly behaved dogs. Right? You're doing the work. So at our T3 seminars, we'll get about 20 people there. Maybe four of them will really make it big. But that's not because of the content. The content is the same. Everybody gets the same content. And we usually know on day one who's going to make it big. Okay? Think about that. Just because you went to Harvard doesn't guarantee you anything, especially in 2019. So... Look at the Unabomber who got a degree and look at Zuckerberg who dropped out. So, next. Always got to quote the Unabomber somehow. There was no quote there. Or not quote, but reference him. Next. Going live. (laughs) Now we're live. All right, everybody, how are you? Good evening. How's everybody doing? You checked them. Yeah, mic levels look fine to me. So I guess we had some mic problems last time, so we're going to have to talk really, really loud. So if we talk loud and you're like, why are these guys talking so loud? It's because we were told we weren't talking loud enough in, in, in post-production. It was in post-production was bad. Sounds good to me. Yeah, okay. So good evening, everybody. How are you? My name is Jeff Gelman of Sally Canine Training. This is Joelle. And uh, this is one of our three podcasts a week. We do three 90-minute podcasts a week, historically Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For all the folks that are listening to the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple, uh, the Apple platforms, Google platforms. Um, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Everybody watching on YouTube Live, thank you. For everybody on the repeat, that's great. Repeat, you really, the, the, a lot of people have been saying, where are the questions coming from? If you're on the live show, people are typing in the questions, and that's what Joelle is reading from. When you see her looking at her phone all the time, she's not on Tinder. Um, uh, she's actually looking at, um, that would be somebody else in the building. Um, what she's doing is she's reading your questions. Uh, most of these questions need very extensive answers. Most of these situations need extensive boarding trains, but we're going to give you at least some information. Um, this podcast is based on how to stop unwanted behaviors historically, so we use the word punishment a lot. If you want to call it a correction, call it a correction. It's the same thing. Okay? Now, people need to understand what is punishment. First of all, you're not yelling, you're not screaming, you're not upset, you're not mad at your dog. It's just, you can't do this. End of story. You, you, can't, you just can't do this. So, um, it's important. It's actually even more important than rewards. Um, I also do a seminar series, um, 25 to 28 of them around the world. In fact, we just announced Singapore. We're almost halfway sold out. It's a year away. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, and then um, I'll be announcing Brisbane, Australia, probably probably not to the end of this week. And then um, we're gonna, somewhere in the UK, but I'm going to wait until sometime in October. Um, there's a vote going on over there. I'm going to wait until after that vote to see what goes on. Um, let's see. That also is a two-day problem solving. Pretty much we allow any dog with any behavior to come in, into the actual building all at once. So dogs don't stay out in cars. You can have a nervous, fearful, shutdown dog. You can come in. The dog does not have to be excited to work. Come in. The dog could be, you know, wanting to be kill other dogs. Muzzle it up. Come in. Bite humans. Muzzle it up. Come in. All dogs are welcome. And then right here, we're actually at our training facility in Providence, Rhode Island. We've got 12,000 square feet of training right here. We do mostly board and train. We specialize in some pretty um, uh, interesting dogs that are struggling with a lot of different issues. Here, though, it's more of an inclusive uh, a training program where we teach dogs also what we want to do. So whenever we want to teach a dog what we want, reinforce a wanted behavior. Some people call that, or that is called, positive reinforcement. Well, we use clickers and food. That's how we do it. Now, punishment, though, you don't use those tools. It's You, you have to learn to apply a punisher. Only way to stop an unwanted behavior. So most people in this industry are being lied to. It's so funny, the cut and paste that we get. You don't need to inflict pain and discomfort and fear. You can use positive reinforcement. Really? Really? I'd love to see you get a dog to, with high drive to come off of deer, horse, cattle with a reward-based system. I'd love it. I'd love to... We have clients whose dogs, when somebody enters the room, they attack them. Where does the food come in? When they don't attack? That's all good, but how about when they do attack? Now what do you do? It doesn't work. You're being lied to. You're being lied to. Dog that breaks command constantly. We'll just give it more rewards. Against a kid going by on a bicycle? You got to start somewhere. Everybody's confused, though. It's not like you're constantly punishing the dog. It's usually only once or twice, and then you get to kick in your reward-based system for making the right choices. So, But people are fighting against it until what? The dog is dead, or they turn the dog into the shelter, saying it was untrainable. But it's like, give it to us for a couple of days. Seems to be trained. Give it to us for five minutes. It's pretty damn trainable. All right? And we show our work. Not only do we show us at the before, the during, the after, we show the client working the dog as well. So, no one, I shouldn't say no one, a lot of like people that we, like, believe it or not, that go through our T3 program are doing that because they know how important that is. But a lot of people are not showing the clients doing the work. So we're not here to show off our skills. We're showing off how well we teach humans how to do it because the client needs to be successful. That's the magic. It's in the actual owner of the dog. And I'm also, we are also pet dog trainers. That's what our specialty is. That's all we train is pet dogs. Now, we can stop a working dog from doing some bad behaviors, but we leave the actual training of the working dog to the working dog people. Agility dogs, we leave to the agility dog people, but we can stop some unwanted behaviors that those dogs have. 
So Joel asked the questions. There's something called Top Chat. Top Chat, little dollar sign at the bottom of your screen. If you hit that, um, your question could go up to um, the top of the queue, but you do, you do not have to pay to play. We answer as many questions as we can. Historically, we get through them all. Some people just like to throw us a little bit of money saying, thanks for 15 years of free content. I've totally rehabbed my dog. I didn't have to go to a trainer. Joelle, first question. Sandra Buck. Woohoo! I hey, get to Sandra. be first saying good evening. I'm going to put some lip chap on. Go ahead. Britt, yesterday two chihuahuas bolted to my shepherd. Different owners, same road. I was pissed. I warned next time I'm dog spraying. I told them off. I told them off. Fuck, they pissed me off. Yep. On the bright side, my German Shepherd loves walks now and looks up to me for guidance. Awesome. She smiles most of the time. It's a beautiful thing when your dog focuses on you. Oh, awesome. Um, the people tried to give me shit because their dog came into her space and barked. Like, what the hell? I'm the mad dog mom. Right, right. You, you know, it, it's always funny. It's like you walk by someone's yard and a bunch of dogs start barking behind the screen door. Yeah. Like trying to get through the screen door. It's your fault. And they yell at you for walking on the sidewalk. Yeah. Can you stop walking by my house? Like, yeah. no. It's a public sidewalk. <laughs> it's a public street. Yeah. How about shutting up your dogs? Yep. Have you ever thought of that concept? But no, it's entitlement. It's always someone else's problem. Always. Own your shit, people. It's called 100% responsibility. Next. Yeah. Congratulations, Sandra. Sandra... Thanks for all the great uh, uh, comments that you always put on our social media. Holding on dog training. You've asked folks before, have you tried everything? I have a tough kennel issue case. I tried e-collar, bunker, etc. I put a flat box on top of the crate. Bingo. Just goes to show you never give up. You never know. Right. <laughs> hey. Flat box. When it, when it always comes down to it, flat boxes always work for everything. You're down in Florida. Stay safe with the hurricane. Next. Brit. Oh, I read that. Chris Paper Team. Hey, guys, just purchased first e-collar. How should I introduce e-collar to a dog for the first time and any advice on myself using and such as timing correction level? That's a very complicated question. Mm -hmm. I've got free videos on my YouTube channel. Next. We need to make a new how-to. Yep. Kyle. Hi, guys. Eight-month-old GSC was meeting two new dogs this morning. Uh-oh. When one snapped and bit onto his lip, would not let go. Yep. He didn't retaliate. He just ran back to me but was bleeding from the bite. Yep. I'm now going to be extra vigilant but wondering could this sort of ordeal turn him against other dogs in the future? Yes, it could. Your dog will end up start going, I'm going to fuck you up before you fuck me up. Um, you know, my dogs don't meet new dogs nope. just for this reason. Because I assure you my dog wouldn't have retreated. That doesn't make your dog a pussy. I'm just saying though it's like, like my dogs don't start trouble but they're sure as hell are going to stand up for themselves. So, as will most people's dogs. So, I'm glad that your dog actually ran back to you with just a small injury. Trust me, you don't want the opposite. But I'd be super careful about your dog meeting unknown dogs. And that doesn't mean it's your, it could be your best friend's dog, but what do you know about that dog? And if your friend says, oh, he's friendly, I'm like, well, why did that just happen? Next. Yep. Danny have a Herm Springer 3.0 coming. Been watching your vids so I can get this right. So I need to know when you're healing the dog, do you let the collar do the correction or do you give a tug? No, there's actually, you have to train the dog. Guys, these are tools. They sit there, okay? This phone sits there. You actually have to, well, you can actually talk to it now, you know? Um, uh, but what I'm saying is you 
are training your dog. You are the trainer. Okay? You do the work. Next. Michelle, good evening. Jeff, Joelle, and Melissa. Hope everyone had an awesome Labor Day weekend. We worked all weekend. Worked all weekend. And it was awesome. Next. Except for Angelo. Chris, paper team. Dog barks, whines, howls constantly in her crate while I'm gone from work or at home. Want to bonk or shake the crate first? How would I go about it properly? What if it doesn't work right away? What if it does? So you haven't even done it yet and you're wondering if it doesn't work. First of all, you're not home. So get yourself a bark collar. Not a citronella one. Citronella bark collars are, I find, abusive. Yeah. It's citronella. It's a chemical. It has cancer-causing ingredients in it. it. It stays up the dog's nose. And it also lasts for, the smell lasts for hours. That's a hell of a long punisher. So get yourself a proper shock collar. We have them on our website. You don't have to buy from us, but you'll see the ones that we recommend. All right? Next. Harry Bear. Yo, hey guys. Checking in from Telford, UK. Love Harry. Hey, love you hey, too. Harry. Love you too, Harry. How's the UK going? I feel like he's a new regular lately. Yeah, Harry, we're going to try to get over there next uh, March, April, March. Cool. Next. Kyle, I already read that. Teresa, good evening, Joelle and Jeff. Happy Monday. Hey, happy, Teresa. Happy day, Teresa. Melissa, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Melissa, good hey, to Melissa. see you. Michael, I think you are awesome. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. Tell him thank you. He's talking to you. Thanks, Michael, but you're talking to Jeff. Um, Shafali, my dog keeps barking on a car ride from start to finish. What can I do? Uh, get yourself a bark collar. Get yourself a remote collar. Quiet, correct. All right. What? Mike. I can't get any closer. This okay. chair won't yeah, go this, closer. It's time for a new desk. Jeremy says hello, y'all. Hey, Jeremy. How are you? Jamie. Hi, J&J. Einstein's mom from Twitter. Place down, going well. Now working them together instead of parallel. Nice. Um, should I start proofing when down is automatic? New Jersey is 33 weeks away. Can't wait. Thanks yeah. for the help. Yes. Proof them now. So proof. <sighs> Set them up for failure. Once they know the command, set them up for failure so they understand what a correction is and then they know what to do after they've been corrected. Next. 33 weeks. Can't wait. Jane, do you have a dog owners who come to T3 to improve dog handling skills and for the personal growth who have no intention of becoming paid dog trainers? Absolutely. It's life-changing for everybody. The next one's coming up in California in February. Next. Caitlin, I have two pits. One of them has jealousy and dominance issues. He has begun lunging at other one whenever someone gives the other dog attention. What do you recommend for us to implement and fix it? Okay, it's not jealousy. Tomorrow at 4.41 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a video is going out on Facebook, okay? And that video is on the out command, teaching the dog to move away from something. Next. You scheduled it for 4.41? Yeah. That's so random. Why that time? Probably because I scheduled it at um, 6.4. I was at, I probably when I hit schedule, it was probably 6.41, and I probably just wanted a p.m., and I probably just wanted to hit the 4 and the a.m. sign. Okay. I don't know why. Oh. Alvin. Well, I just wanted to do a random time. Hi, I would like to ask how... Hold on, we'll stop. What time would you like it to go out at? 4.41 a.m. is fine. Okay, because I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Mm, that's fine. Yeah, we know that's fine. That's actually the rule. Hi, I would like to ask, how would you help a dog who is fearful to popping sounds? It's been very difficult when he hears it on walks, and the house have trained him around popping sounds. Okay, on walks, you, I would counter-condition it, put the dog, uh, bring the dog outside. Um, like, what kind of pop? 
That's what I'm thinking. Like, what kind, what of, kind of pop? pop? Are we talking backfire of a car? Are we talking about you know bubble wrap bubble pop? Wrap. Are we talking about like you know about what kind of what kind of pop? I mean, any dog that's got sound issues, what you do is this: keep the dog in a proper heel and don't let him break heel. Put the dog in a down, don't let it break down. You know, put the dog in a sit, don't let it break sit, and in, in, introduce all these environmentals. Also, the more structure you have in the dog's life, the better. Next. Sorry, guys. Maddie, first time catching a live. Your content has been extremely helpful in helping me train my once stubborn Akita mix to work as my service dog. Um, our last big hurdle is non-aggressive dog reactivity. I know ultimately e-collar is the answer, but should I be pairing corrective stim with a wanted behavior like focus or just correct? Correct. But also, if you don't fix this, it cannot... Your dog cannot be a, a service dog with that behavior. So what I would do is I would make that reactivity suck. So step one, stop the reactivity. Step two, train what you want. Got it? It, ha it is in that order. Stop the unwanted behavior, then train what you want. Next. Kyle, I'm from the UK and seen an article shaming shot collar saying a trainer was using a shot collar for dog charging kids. Apparently, during training, when the dog charged a child, he shocked it, and it diverted aggression and attacked the child. I'm sure there must have been a huge error on the trainer's side if that story is true. Just wondering what he did wrong. Okay. How would I know? I wasn't there. And let's role play this. Let's, let's, from what you've told me, and I don't know because I was not there. So anybody that can, anybody that can armchair quarterback this... And they weren't there, and they don't know exactly step by step what happened. How would they ever know? But what's the only thing I would respond to this is this <clears throat> it sounds like the dog was already charging the kids. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, correct? I mean, from what it sounds like, the dog was charging the kids. Then the trainer applied the stim, correction, punisher, shock. It doesn't matter what we call it. Then the dog bit the kid. Okay. You ready for this? You ready for the big whammy here? The big whammy. Take, if we could take it all back, take the shock collar off the dog get a bag of treats in our hand when that dog charged the kid in drive targeting that child if we said cookie would that have dog dog still have bit the kid I bet you it would the dog was already intending on biting that kid so what, what was the word that was used it revert it, it, re, it, it diverted it diverted. So it diverted its aggression. It was already, it was, I believe the dog was probably already set on being aggressive. If anything, they underwhelmed it and it would have happened anyway. There's no way to know. But I don't know because I wasn't there. But all I can tell you is this. We specialize in biting dogs. Every dog that's ever come in here, and I'll say every dog, over 90% of the dogs that come in here with bites, many on children, have never had a shock collar on in their life. And these are dogs that have bit fa their family kids. 
a child they had a relationship with. Well, the kid probably did something wrong. Yeah, it was riding a bicycle. It was walking down the stairs. We're not talking about a kid teasing a dog. Then you get all the assholes out there that said, oh, well, you know, the kid probably was teasing the dog some other time. That's why I bit it. No. Is it possible that a biting dog was off leash? That's it. I don't know. Nobody knows. Because what's done is done. But I assure you, knowing, okay, after, after rehabbing thousands of biting dogs, the shock collar didn't make the dog bite. Because dogs come to us with a bite record that's anywhere from 1 to 10. I think 10 is the most I've ever, 10, 10 bites. I think it's the most. And they never had a shock collar on before. There you go. Next. Blake, my seven-month-old whines when I leave the room. I've been saying no, then stim. It works for a little bit, then she explodes in crying. Level 25 on the dog to arc. Okay, so 25 is just a number. There's a timing issue. Is it on momentary? Is it on continuous? Are you getting the beginning of the whining? Um, how much time are you spending on duration work and calmness? Um, um, how demanding of your dog are you in the house? Um, are you only using the remote collar just for this one thing? Are you using it to train all the obedience commands? Are you correcting other unwanted behaviors? Um, there's so many different variables. But forget about what the number is. The number doesn't matter. The number doesn't matter. So there, there's a lot of different variables in there. Next. Jay, hey guys, thoughts on this trend of using bite work or other dog sports as either a standalone method or part of parcel, part and parcel of addressing leash reactivity aggression? Not a fan myself. I mean, I have, we don't do that, so I don't know. But I think what's happening is dogs are being leash reactive. You're introducing a tug to it from what I've seen. And then the dog takes that reactivity and bites the tug. Now that's not sport work. That's just redirecting a bite. To me, we don't do, so we don't do that. The last thing I want the dog to do is to practice biting. Now, I'm a huge fan of tug, by the way, and I'm a huge fan of sport work, and I'm a huge fan of bite sports. But I stay in my lane, and what I'm saying is the last thing I want my reactive dog to do is to be kept in drive next can my dog be in or this is carrie sorry can my dog not, if it sounds like i'm yelling i apologize but i was i was told that um i had audible problems before so i'm gonna just like talk really loud this so show just gonna scream the whole show well i'm not screaming i'm just talking louder carrie can my dog be in the same room with marijuana smoke um i wouldn't i wouldn't unless your dog has um unless you have to give your dog cbd which is different than marijuana smoke but I mean, I wouldn't. Next. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be in the same room as marijuana smoke. Next. Jamie, vet story, waiting for doctor. Someone walked by and bent down to pet the dog. I yelled, no. He said, does he bite? I said, no. I don't want people randomly touching my dog. Yeah. I assume he got over it. Yeah. So he, entitled. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got a great vet story <laughs> for you. Ready? Woman, uh... 12 to 15 years old, if I don't, I, in that age range, sitting down at the vets, going around, every dog it saw, it bent down to pet. Every dog. Every dog. Literally. My every dog. dog. So I had Max back then. Max was my first dog. That's how I got into dog training. 
So I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Let's have some fun with this. And she came over to me finally. Bent down, went to pet Max. I was ready for it. Max, Max lunged right at her. German Shepherd dog. I, I made sure he didn't bite her. And I looked at her and I'm like, you shouldn't fucking bite other, you shouldn't pet other people's dogs without asking. Guess what? I might have just saved her life. She probably never pet another dog again. Probably no, she probably did. Probably, yeah. Because it was my fault. Yeah. One big weirdo. How do I train fetch? My rat terrier will go after the ball but won't bring it back. So I actually, I believe it or not, that's not my skill set. It's so funny because people use that against me. You can't train a. You can't train fetch. You can't train a forced fetch. Like, I'm a pet dog trainer rehabbing dogs. Right. Like, that's that. Not on our to do list. That's that that falls underneath. Hunt and field trial work training. Mm-hmm. No. We're trying to keep dogs alive. That's not what I do. But look up forced fetch. It's actually a skill set. I mean, they have something called a forced fetch table. It's like a whole setup. They make DVDs and CDs on forced fetch. It's actually like a separate, it's a separate category. So I would talk to somebody that does hunt and field trial work. Next. My neck is just like killing me. Spuds, why in your opinion do people often see balance training and or tools as a crotch or an easy way out simply because results are often faster than purely positive methods even though a skill set is still required? We're doing a tip of the day on that. Why? Because of ignorance. Mm -hmm. It's pure ignorance. They don't understand. And first of all, easy way out? Number one, it's not the easy way out. But how about if it was? And what's your point? What exactly is your point? What's your point as you got off of AOL dial-up and went to fucking Fios 300 upload, 300 download? And if you have to wait more than a split second for a website, you go fuck you to your computer. What is wrong with fast? What's wrong? Right? Microwave ovens. Why? So our food cooks faster. One minute cookers. Set it and forget it. Okay? I mean, it's like, since when did fast become bad? Okay? The only time fast is not good is when a dude finishes first and leaves an unhappy female there. Oh, my God. Then that's not good. That is not good, actually. Thank you. It's not good at all. Don't be, oh my God. I'm just (laughs) just like you went there, though. Hashtag truth. It is true. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Next. Life advice. Gabriella. Jeff, make a how-to video out command. I have one. Well, we get to redo them, though. But I still have one. Real how-to. Out? Correct. Simple. There's your video right there. I just bought an e-collar and would like to know how to use my dog and do all the steps. You're an awesome... You're awesome. And Brittany, who made the other videos with you, is great. Thank you. I've got, I don't know, 2,000 videos. Like, if you've gone through my whole video archive, I have, a, I, have a, I have a video on the out command. Next. Chris, working on turning my dog training into a business finally. Got business cards. Was wondering if it's a good idea to pass cards out to people with unbehaved dogs in my neighborhood. <laughs> nope. No, unless you want to be an ambulance chasing dog trainer. Yeah. You know, no. I wouldn't. Because everyone thinks their dog is, like, 
Yeah. Fine. They'd be insulted. They would be. Yeah. They'd be insulted. So uh, do me do me a big do me a big favor. Ready? I want to try another experiment, and I'll pay for it too. Make some business cards on how to lose weight. I was just gonna say. If All I right. Went up to people, and what I want you to do is pass them out to people they need to lose weight. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey! I can help you lose weight. Try that one. Okay. Try that one. Yeah. No. There's there's tons of ways to get business. Number one. Work dogs. Start working dogs. Document your work. Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, put out massive amounts of free content with no obligation of every, anything in return. Put on public seminars if you want to, but walking up to somebody who's getting their ass dragged down the street, you're going to get either in my, well, in my neighborhood, you're going to get shot. So that doesn't go well. That's not a good marketing tool. Next. $10 top chat. From Alpine Fan. Thanks, they Alpine never Fan. Put the question they there. put him down lower. I know. Alpine then Fan. Then it's not fair because it's like I should be reading their question first. I know. Um, Jamie, my daughter's dog suffers from separation anxiety in the crate whenever she leaves and will poop all over the crate. Yep. Jump around in anger and constantly steps all in the poop. Yep. What can she do? Okay, first of all, your daughter should be contacting me, not you. Second of all, the dog does not jump around in anger. And of course it steps in the poop. Where else would it step? And then it's not it's not like it's not like a little child trying to like miss the cracks on the sidewalk. The fucking poop's sitting there. It's going to step in it. Okay? So what you what, you have your you have your daughter contact me. Because she's the one that needs the help. It's her problem, it's not yours. All right? Unless your daughter is 10 and then it's technically not her dog. It's the adult's dog. So what you do is you crate train the dog. You properly crate train the dog. Okay? So it's so funny. It's like me answering questions like that is people are like, why are you so disrespectful to your fans? It's like, how many shows have you watched? Yeah. You just saw that clip. No, you love your fans. Okay. I was just sitting here thinking in my head how you were talking to the light again earlier. I, I know. Chuckling. It's only when it's on that side. <laughs> okay. So, so what I want you to do is crate train the dog. The crate might be too big. Make a, make a, make a smaller crate. How long is she leaving the dog for? Is the dog actually crate trained? Is the dog actually housebroken? Does the dog have a potty spot? Does she have a schedule for the dog's bathroom activities? Is she monitoring the food and water? Does the dog know any other commands whatsoever? Is there, and I don't care, I'm not talking about sit and paw. I'm talking about is it a trained dog? Does she carry around the dog all day long? Does she baby the dog? Is she actually training the dog? All right? Is there any structure at all um, in that dog's life? Or is it only in the crate when nobody's home? So I've got a separation anxiety video as well on my YouTube channel. Next. Hosway. Hey, guys. Happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday, Hosway. One big weirdo. Any tips on how to keep your dog from smelling in between baths? No, because his dogs freaking smell like shit all the time. And mine roll around in the dirt, so I'm no help either. They make a, um, they make cloths. Like it's like, like grooming. Like butt wipes, but with, for dogs, it's like, you know, and you just, 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 you know, uh, rub them down. They also make spray. Yeah. You try those two options. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I'm just like, you stink. Go in the pool. <laughs> yeah, my dogs smell like shit. And I'm like, not like shit shit. They smell like ass. They're yeah. always dirty. I got active dogs. Bert and Wes were gray from rustling in the freaking dirt today. Next. Uh, Molly. My dog is super anxious. Went home alone in the crate. He's on meds, breaks out, barks all day. Yep. 
barking controlled with bark collar, but he's still soaking wet and drool when we come home. How yep. to fix this? Yep. He doesn't drool when we're home, so we can't bonk when he starts drooling. Of course not. Yep. Okay. He has separation anxiety. So I've got a video on separation anxiety. Number one, I would, you know, slowly wean the dog off meds as the training goes up. How much structure is in this dog's life? How much time does it spend doing duration work? Can it do a three-hour downstay? Not when it's tired, but when you want it to. Can it do a three-hour place? Can it sit in a chair for one hour? Can it hold the command around distractions? Can it walk in a proper heel? Can it do a downstay in a car while it's moving without sitting up? And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Believe it or not, the shrapnel effect of training is better overall behavior. Now, as far as the drooling, um, breaking out of the crate, you make the crate so it can't be broken out of. They either make stronger crates or you can reinforce your crate with zip ties and carabiners. That you can also do. Then what you can do is you have to set your dog up with a remote collar and look, you know, look through a camera or look through your window or set up a little FaceTime Skype. And if your dog starts breaking out of the crate, you correct it. For all the people out there that say, oh, it'll create a negative association with they're lying to you. Next. Um, Ariberto, hi, J&J. Do you guys have any, anything planned soon for Ontario, Canada? And is only in Collingwood, or you guys have another location for more training seminars? Thank you very much. Um, we're probably not going to do Collingwood this year. We're probably going to try to get down closer to Toronto. Yeah, but Toronto. Buffalo, no, come to Sharon Springs. Come to Sharon Springs. It's worth the drive. Sharon Springs is in um, October. Yeah. Come to Sharon That's Springs. upstate New York. Yeah, it's upstate New York. Seriously, it's worth the drive. We had people. We had people here. We had three, pe three groups, uh, three people, three, two groups of two. We had five people in the Providence seminar from Canada last weekend. That's a that's a that's an eight or nine hour drive minimum. Yeah. Just for the weekend. Next. Midge D. Hi, one year GSD always has constant pressure on the prong collar. He doesn't pull wildly, but the leash is never relaxed. Tried correcting heavily with leash pop. What should I do different? Um, that's going to be leash handling skills. That's going to be you. There should be no pressure on the collar. Well, there is when the dog's pulling. The whole idea is the dog isn't pulling. So it actually doesn't know how to heal. You're actually holding it back. So you're actually just holding the leash back. So what you want to do is. You want to be applying your corrector prior to the dog getting past you. So the collar always stays. So it's a popping motion, not a pulling motion, but a popping motion. So it's prior to the dog getting ahead of you. Everybody waits till the dog is already ahead and then they correct back. No, it's like, you know your dog, you know it's going to pull ahead. As soon as it starts to start literally within centimeters, heel, pop. Make a bunch of quick right turns, make left turns into the dog, watch my 180 video. Next. Okay, Tice, I'm training down and I'm ready to move on to duration. Dog will do a down, but breaks command as soon as I mark it. What do I do now? Thanks, you guys rock. Okay, if you've done it for a couple of hundred times, we made a video on this actually. So if the dog's done down a couple hundred times successfully, now it's time to apply a punisher for non-compliance of a known command. What you've done is you've trained your dog how to do a down, but not how to do a stay. We don't teach stay, we teach down and then break. Meaning you lie down until I tell you not to. So what you would do is at the beginning, if you want to follow our system, 
we would say wrong and put the dog back into a down. And after we do that a bunch of the times, we would say no, apply if you're using a prong collar and a leash, no, and boom, apply a quick pop. Next. Kyle, thanks guys. Was just curious. It was a story I read on Facebook on a German Shepherd forum. I thought it may just be a scaremongering tactic against shock collars. I was just curious. Thanks. You know, it's really weird how German Shepherd, like I keep hearing about like German Shepherd like rescues and German Shepherd yeah. groups being anti-prong collar. I know. It's like what I and, and now a remote collar. What a disservice. I can't even imagine owning a German like Wes without one. No, but I'm just saying though, what a disservice to German Shepherd owners yeah like what are you doing with these fucking dogs right it's like what a, a shock collar to, to to try to sway a german shepherd owner away from a remote collar yep. is almost like a death sentence to most of these dogs they just are and you don't need you don't need those tools to train but you also have to realize in 2019 where these dogs are going and people don't have the amount of time that they used to have. And people are not getting them as puppies. People are getting dogs already with like a host of bad behaviors. Mm -hmm. Even if they got them as a puppy. They, so our our neighbor, our front yard neighbor, yep. just got a, as of tonight, got a German Shepherd puppy. Because they're like, oh my God, the, the, the dog's biting, the dog's biting, the dog's biting. Oh my God, be careful. But talk. And I'm like, like, German Shepherd. I'm like, did one of my dogs get out? My yard, which is impossible. Are they teasing my dogs over the fence? Which neighbor? The one you share a fence with? Yeah, oh. but the front yard, though. Gotcha. So, so I walk downstairs, I walk past Mac, and then I look over there, and I see on their back porch, they're sitting on their back porch. So it's like we can hear everything. Yep. So it's like, okay, great. That dog is going to be now, by nine months old, they either it'll, by nine months old, it'll be a shit show, because they're training it to bite. Yep. Um, or it'll be gone out of the house. Yeah. Next. 999 Top Chat from Dino, not a dog trainer by trade. What's one thing you would recommend for bouncing back from setbacks when dealing with behavior modification? See tons of change in five months, but still struggle in areas. Dino, life. <laughs> it's called life, buddy. Yeah. It's called life. That's just the way it is. What do you do? Keep moving forward. Failing is not make you a failure failing or a setback is information and you keep moving forward that's it you could change things up a little bit if you want to but setbacks always happen look at sobriety look at financial management look at marriage counseling Look at personal growth. Look at working on anxiety and depression. Look at the world. Life is full of setbacks. How you deal with those setbacks will determine everything. So I love the struggle. People think that people just call me up. Oh, we they're going to just hire Jeff because it's solid canine training. No, 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 no. We have to work just as hard to get business as everybody else does. We don't take anything for granted. Ever. That's why we put out 
what I was, what did I do? If somebody responded, somebody, usually when most people ask me a question online, I have a, just a cut and paste response, which tells them every, um, every, platform. every different platform to get free advice yep. or um, how to actually hire us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's like, I don't think people understand. And I mentioned something in there. It's like, like I said, I spend, so I, the company, spends $100,000 a year to put out free information in payroll, in resources. Just for, just, for, this, she's not working for free tonight. Joelle is, she's, she's an employee. She's paid to be here. She loves the show, don't get me wrong, but she is being paid. So when you see her in a video, she's on the clock. When you see any of my staff, they're on the clock. Nobody's coming in during their off time to do any work here. They're all getting paid. Our free pack walks, this weekend we had three staff members. They were all paid to do it for free. So I'm giving away for free. So I'm not saying this like, look at me, how great I am. So what I'm saying, is, well, I don't even know how we got down this thing is, how do we get down this thing? Either. What was the question? I have no okay. idea. Okay, next. I work a lot of my time off. You're, uh, you're the exception. Just oh, putting it out there. I, I, I love you guys enough that I'm constantly working. It was more of an example. To make free content. It was more of an example. And I'm trying to think what, was the, what got me going on that rant. Oh, setbacks. Setbacks. Like, that has nothing to do with that, though. Nothing at all. Next. You're just, like, full of it. I, we were making a bunch of videos today on my day off, by the way. That's true. And he just kept wanting to, like, I'm like, Jeff, like, every five minutes, you just want to keep going. I'm like, enough. Cut the shit. Kyle, thanks, guys. I was just curious. It was a story I read. Oh, I read that already. Yep. Danny, um, in your video with the black, is something funny? Life is funny. In your video with the black bulldog, it looked like you let it fight on its own for a while. Then it seemed like it learned its boundaries. I have no idea. The what... place video in Petaluma. Oh, yeah. It wasn't fighting on its own. It was struggling. Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah, not all learning it's boundaries. Okay. It's like, no, it figured out what wouldn't work. So a lot of the, that, that, dog's, that dog's default behavior when it didn't want anything, anything. It was not a place... That wasn't a place objection. It was an objection. The dog objects. <coughs> so what did I do? I just stood there. Go ahead. Have a temper tantrum. I'll humanize it. Have a temper tantrum. And I'm still standing here. And I'm still standing here. Right? And then next thing you know, what happens? Oh, okay. Boom. Like fucking clockwork. The art of dog training. Next. Michelle, if a dog is aggressive with kids, why would you not have it muzzled while teaching it around children? We don't know. Next. She says, I can hear you both just fine. Good. Melissa posted the link to your seminars. Thank you. Harry Bear, Jeff, do you, pro do you provide train-the-trainer courses? And if not, would you consider doing so? <gasps> yes, I do. Go to t3seminar.com, t3seminar.com. We also offer a shadow program. In fact, we have a, a shadow here right now for two weeks, David. He's actually on our Instagram stories today. He's been such a good shadow. Yep, next. Um, 
Diane bought the pet corrector to stop my Roddy from eating rocks. What is the best way to use it? Um, I wouldn't use a pet corrector for eating rocks. I'd use a shock collar. I would make eating rocks suck. Next. Alpine fan. Two years ago, dog was a puppy and attacked in Petco by an unleashed dog. Yep. Terrified in big pet stores. Don't take her in anymore. Yep. If I take her on a prong, should we do short time or stay until she relaxes? Um, you both. Try both. Try both. Next. Harry Bear, Joelle, your neck hurts because you're looking down at your phone. Hold it higher or use a monitor eye level. RSI is not nice. <laughs> Thank you. No. I'll hold it like this. Thank you. I have been trying to hold it up more. Right. I think it's because I'm always looking at you. I need to look the other way. So looking at me causes you discomfort? Yes. Yes. That I believe. Diane donated $2. She's like, yeah, I can agree with that. See that? Here's two bucks because I feel bad for you having to stare at him all night long. That's all she gets is two two bucks. I'm looking at the fucking light again. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) You're like a bug attracted to the light. There's a halo light over there. I'm like talking to the light. (laughs) Melissa, just send me all the clips of him looking at the light. I want to make like a compilation of it because that shit's funny. Michael, I just got... I just got my one-and-a-half-year-old black lab back from board and train on Friday. She did some commands first day, but seems sad and lazy and lays around. Is this normal after board and train? She's different. Okay. Uh-oh. First of all, I don't want to know where it was or where it went, because that's not what the issue is. Your dog is not sad and lazy. Your dog most likely learned how to relax. You were interpreting its over-arousal in the house as happiness and excitement, when actually it was bad behavior. But I don't know. I don't know. Then don't tell me where it went, because I don't want to know. But that happens a lot. But that's a question you should be asking them. Talk to them about your concerns, right? Talk to them about your concerns. But hopefully you had... You know, I mean, we, I mean, we offer six hours of training. I mean, hopefully you had at least two to three hours of human training. Any, if anyone's going to send their dog to a boarding train, the most important part of it is how much human training you get. Next. Karen, ballpark age, I can start a puppy on an e-collar? Um, I don't know your skill set, number one. And I don't know what you're using it for. We start them at 14 weeks to prompt that we use after doing lots and lots of food training. So we layer it over the food existing food training that we're already doing. Next. Michael, she doesn't care about training at all. Been three days. She is on e-collar. Oh, I, this is the same Okay. Dog. Call your train. You're talking to the wrong person. Talk to the person who did the training. Call them up. Tell them you're struggling. You need help. I don't know how they trained the dog. Yeah, don't I, wait. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what they did. I have no idea. I don't know. Next. Kyle, other than my dog being bitten this morning, I was complimented numerous times over how well-behaved and well-mannered to other dogs he is. I put his obedience training purely down to watching your content since he was eight weeks. He's now nearly nine months. Congratulations. See, I knew it. He's been on the show for a while. Yeah, but Kyle, please, 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 please also understand, buddy, man, you're doing all the work. True. You're doing all the work. There's other people out there that have been watching this show for years 
that still have badly behaved dogs, right? You're doing the work. So at our T3 seminars, we'll get about 20 people there. Maybe four of them will really make it big. But that's not because of the content. The content is the same. Everybody gets the same content. And we usually know on day one who's going to make it big. Okay? Think about that. Just because you went to Harvard doesn't guarantee you anything, especially in 2019. So, look at the Unabomber who got a degree and look at Zuckerberg who dropped out. So, next. Always got to quote the Unabomber somehow. There was no quote there. Or not quote, but reference him. Next. Um, Jackie. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. I think the positive training dog owner community has humanized them way too much. Vets, pet stores, etc. think no one should ever use discipline. Ridiculous. It's a dog, not a child. Yeah, I mean, that conversation is pretty old. You know, you can mention it up. But I think, I think, um, not just the positive community. I think a lot of people just, just in general are just humanizing their dogs. Just in general. I mean, even the balance community is getting, starting to get like... Everybody wants to be like, you know, I mean, I don't want to say we want to be mean, but I think there's a lot of misinfo I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of inf misinformation. Next. Jamie, I had a dog that once didn't have a nose. He didn't smell very good. It's funny. He didn't have a nose? It's a joke. Oh. That's like like silly joke. I don't even get those. I need sarcasm to understand. That's that's sarcastic. I guess so. Sandra well, I was going to say a raw diet works wonders for bad doggy smell. It does. I can agree. But my dogs have just been, like, out of control, rolling in the dirt and shit lately. But J&J &J have stinky dogs. Mine smells like a stuffed toy. Maybe I lack discernment, LOL. What's discernment mean? I don't know. Okay. Can you use... Can you use <laughs> ah, small words. Please stick to two-syllable words unless Angelo's in the room. I will say that, though. Like, I feel like... Like, they don't have smelly breath, at least. Right. Like, when they pant, there's... It's just like should nothing. I text Angela and ask him what discernment means? You should. Yeah. You probably know. Yes. How do you not know that, Papa? I know. I learned that yesterday. I know. Please. I just Googled it and learned it forever. That's right. I learned it I on YouTube. I wish you I learned that I way. Learned, I learned it on YouTube. Like, the day we did the tip of the day on, like, how to shut up a dog in a crate, he, like, repeated it. Oh, my gosh. He knew every way. He's like... You can bonk the dog. Can I put that video up? E-collar correct. You can shake the crate. You can smack the crate. Can I? Can I? He's like, that's how he you said, make the dog be quiet. He said you can pull the dog out and bonk it. It's like, <laughs> he knew, like I want to put that up, but everyone's be like, oh, you're teaching your dog how to fucking abuse If dog. anybody ever came after Angelo, shit would get real. Yeah. You have no idea what, I mean, Angelo, go you back. You don't fuck with Angelo. Not only that, you don't fuck with that family. No. Yeah. Alpine fan, I watched your video relating dog correction to alcoholic best friend. Don't wait till the bartender calls you. Life changer in dog tra in training our dog. Thanks awesome. so much. Awesome, Alpine fan. Thank you so much. Lisa, 97 watching. Need more thumbs up. Love watching and listening. Yeah, don't worry about it, Lisa. I don't care about numbers. I don't. And it's also about the replays anyway. It's like, I have no expectations of who's going to watch this, who's going to like it. 
who's not going to like it. All I know is this, the people that show up and do the work like Kyle. So if I had three watchers, but Kyle emailed me and said that he was able to do the work he's done. But those three watchers said, even though I'll make it even different, if I had had a hundred people watching and they all said your show sucks, but Kyle emailed me up and said, told me the story about his dog. Like that's all that matters to me. I'm not concerned if people are watching the show, liking the show, anything else. That's why when people tell me to swear, I'm like, mind your own fucking business. They tell you to swear? They tell me not to swear. Oh, yeah. It's like, I wish I can show, I wish you wouldn't swear so I can show this to my kid. You can't show a, this to your kid because I swear. I feel like we swear in front of Angelo every day. I swear in front of Angelo day. every day. Yeah. And Angelo, he does not swear. No. He's I don't think he says crap. He's not. He's not, he's the most polite kid you'll ever meet. He really is. He really it's is. It's like, it's like today at the restaurant. Yeah. We took him out, I took him out with the shout out to the restaurant. Like, he asked me, what, is, what does Angelo want? I'm like, I don't know, ask him. We went to Panera Bread last night. Sunday's sort of like, you know, family night. So, Angelo, go step up in order. So he steps, he steps up and he orders. Can you even see over that no. really he's high like, counter? No, he's like, hi. And he orders his whole food, please. And then she goes, Panera Bread. So it's like chips, apple, or um, chips, apple, or bread. And he goes, um, uh, I would like an apple, please. And then I said, uh, I said, Angela, how are you going to eat up an, how are you going to eat an apple without any front teeth? And he goes, I'll cut it up for you. Don't worry. And, the, and then um, the woman um it was the register goes, oh, would you like us to cut it up? And he goes, yes, please. And then at the end of it, I said to him, I need you to go behind, go to the counter and found, find out who cut your apple up so you can thank them. So there was the, the, the cashier, the woman who was there wasn't there, but there was two people back in the kitchen, you know, the Panera Bread. So I just yelled back there, hey, who cut up that apple? <laughs> this like 14 year old kid comes out. He goes, uh, I did. It was something wrong. So I, so I like pushed Angelo forward. Angelo walks up to me. He goes, thank you very much for cutting up my apple. So sweet. Yeah. He's, he's like, he is the, he's polite. He's well-spoken. He's well-rounded. He's around adults all the time. And he can speak adult conversation. And he doesn't swear. No. He also plays violent video games, but he struggles at karate, like punching, especially if he has a female sparring partner. Yeah. It's like, but meanwhile, he has no problem chopping off someone's head mm -hmm. on a video game. Yeah. It's like, it's called fucking parenting. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I love, it's so funny when people like comment to me, it's like, God, I hope he doesn't have kids. It's like, okay. I feel like all your kids are so No, you don't know. I, I could have done it. I, I, I made some, my first two kids, they're 29 now. I love them both dearly. But I absolutely wish I could do a replay on the, on on, uh, on some of the things, some of the choices that I made. Yeah, I actually, I absolutely do. I absolutely Olivia's do. Olivia's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Christina, hey guys, how do I get my dog to stop being so overprotective of me? I can't even stop and talk to someone on the street. She snarls, growls, and barks. You would correct that behavior. So you have to learn how to apply a punisher. So to start off, you'd role play that with like someone you know. You'd role play for somebody coming up to you. Um, we do that at our seminars all the time. Um, you would say no, I would apply a, a remote collar stim. For anybody out there that says, just, what's your name, Sandra? No. I, every time I read a question, I so, scroll sorry. down. Christina. So Christina, if anybody says, "Oh, that'll yeah, that'll that will teach the dog a negative association towards people," it already has a negative association towards people. Like all of these things are already going on. I'm gonna. So don't believe that. That's a lie. Next. Okay, Tice, thanks for answering my question earlier. Yes, I use your methods. You've changed my life, my dog's lives, and have given me the courage to start professional training. Um, awesome. Love to you guys. Awesome. Love to you, man. You're going to change lives. Michelle, you wouldn't get dirty looks or hateful comments for using a bridle and a bit on a high-strung show horse, but put a prong on a 110-pound dog and all the weenies bitch. Happy Monday. Actually, in the, it's so true. No, in the horse world now, they get just as much shit for stuff. Are you serious? Oh, my God, yeah. How else do you, like, tame they get so They get so horse. much shit. It's not even about taming. It's like, it's, 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 like, it's a 1,200 to 2,000-pound animal. It's like... Sorry, I wasn't born oh, like jump on its back with no saddle. You know, it's like sorry, go. I was I wasn't born this natural horse man or woman. It's like I need a little it bit of help here. It doesn't matter if you're natural. The thing's gonna overpower you no, no matter what. No, because back in the day, like I mean, look at look at the American Indians. Yeah, and guess what? They were probably using rope and whips and all kinds of yeah, other shit. Yeah, you have to use some equipment, but not them as much equipment as we use now. Next. I don't know anything about horses. Elsie, great picture of Kira on IG. Thank you. That's an old. That's an old one. That Molly, is a great picture, though. Uh, thank you, J and J. I'll keep the duration work going. Our vet keeps recommending getting uh, a companion for our dog with the drooling issue, since meds still aren't helping. I always thought it was not smart to add another dog to the mix. So I'll tell you what. Ask your vet. Will you give that dog free health care and dog food for the rest of its life? Ask your vet. All right, will you give that dog, put in writing, guaranteed free health care for anything that goes wrong, any surgery, all its, all its vaccinations, as well as give you a food, um, pay for its food every, every month. If not, tell the vet to shut the fuck up. Next. Hustle, soul, desire. Hello, guys. First time catching live show. Love the work you're doing. F the haters. Oh. Your content helped me with my 13-month-old Roddy. She's progressing great. Thanks. Awesome, awesome. And for everybody, just for full clarification, uh, I must say this. <clears throat> I'll say this. At least for us, I get all choked up when I talk about this. Jeff's going to cry and choke. Possibly spit his water out. Possibly <laughs> hit me in the face. <laughs> I would, I'm just kidding. Don't even joke about that. <laughs> I would never do that. I was just picturing you air swatting yeah, okay, me. I it's fine. Okay, I would never do that. Um, so um, I just worked in domestic abuse too long, you know. So, okay. So I get on I'm, to the next I'm thing. Really Don't go on a rant, please. Okay, I'm not gonna go on a rant. Um, almost all the hate that I get now is not from positive trainers. It's from fellow balance trainers. Next. Spuds K. Oh, Lord, I'm part of a purely positive service dog Facebook group. You can just stop right there. Yeah. And literally all the dogs with continual problems are GSDs. Like, that's not a coincidence. Best tool that's helped mine was our e-collar. Yeah. So I wouldn't want 
okay, so I don't that that's I'm that's that's out of my lane, but I know of enough about the service dog industry that yes, all tasks are used with like it's a food and clicker. Here's here's a good question. Here's a really good question to ask a service dog trainer that doesn't believe in corrections. One of the tasks is for you to um, go to the refrigerator and bring me my medicine, which has to be refrigerated. Forget that. One of the tasks is when my blood sugar goes down that you have to paw, paw at me. Okay? You know, it's an active alert. You don't do passive alerts. You do an active alert. All active alert is is literally, I need to. If I'm sleeping, you need to get on my chest, or you need to paw at me so I wake up. If my blood sugar falls below a certain thing, some service dogs, um, once you take your medication, until your levels go up or down, they will continue the alert. So you actually sometimes have to actually even put them in another room. So they'll stop. It's like, yeah, I got it. I got it. I mean, they're doing their job. I don't, you know, but. How about if the dog pawed you all the time, even when you didn't need your meds? How about a dog that was trained to pick up the phone when it rang because the light went off on the phone, it heard it, but you didn't, and then like you can read a text. How about if the dog just randomly brought you the phone whenever it wanted to, whether there was a call or text or not? How do you fix that? More positive training? Maybe, but at some point, you have to correct the dog when it does it wrong. If I needed a service dog, I would want to make sure that it was corrected for unwanted behaviors. Next. Um, there's a super chat there if you want to read it. $2 from Michael. Hey, Michael, thank you. Well, right above it is the actual question. I don't want to scroll on mine because I'll lose my no, spot. Not. No, it's not. Right above it, yes. Oh, thank you for answering about my dog from boarding train. She seems calmer, but I, but she doesn't play much. We only got two-hour human train after that. Wish we got more. So maybe she's just I don't know. Again, I would these are Michael. You're welcome. Call your trainer and please don't tell me. I never want to know. Like if someone puts people's names up, Melissa usually catches it and deletes it, because it's never about. I I would never publicly or even privately talk about another trainer. I find it unprofessional and unethical. So, um, uh, but just whoever it is, give them a call. Next. DH, Jeff, I'm using a prong collar and adjusted per your video. Oh. Do I take off at night or can I leave on? Oh Thanks God. for any info. Dave Absolutely H. take it off at night. Guys, a prong collar is used when you're actively training your dog and there's a leash attached to it. Next. Eric, hey, J&J, hope you're having a lovely holiday now that I have my own place and doing board and train. Awesome. I am bringing more dogs in. What is the proper protocol to introduce one new dog to another dog by myself. Um, why do why are they meeting? That that's a Skype. That's a that's a that's a Skype. That's not a casual conversation, because that could be the life of death of the dog, and the, and you you end in a big huge lawsuit. That's huge. So, that's a skill set. That's a massive skill set. So so there's an art to that, and. I don't have any information about these dogs, and I don't know your skill set. Next. 
Enlightened Canine Perspective, buying a working spot for the 14th tonight. See you in Charlotte. Awesome. But, cool. um, are we, is that sold out? If, if, it, if, it, if working spots aren't sold out, they're almost sold out. Yeah, Charlotte is, is, is packed. Picking up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alexandria, hey, Jeff, my dog gets skittish and barks at people he's not expecting to see, including people in the house that walk out. Can I correct this out of him, or yes. should I work on confidence building? It's not about correcting it out of the dog. It's about correcting it. But yes, you can. And then yes, you can do confidence building. But you, you do both. You do both. So you definitely tell the dog. So even if you had a super confident dog, if anything, it might bark harder, firmer, stronger, more confident. Right? So you need to, because most people say, oh, it's, it's, it's fear. He's fear barking. Oh, says who? <laughs> okay. How about if I say they're wrong? And then two dog trainers argue with each other. It doesn't make a difference, but fear barking. It's called, no, he's, 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 unex he's, he's exhibiting an unaccepted behavior. You stop it with a punisher. Next. Um, NL... And leap? Um, I don't know how to say that. My five-month-old GSD is well-behaved. Should I bring her to Singapore seminar one year's time? So far, no behavior problems. Okay. It's five months old. <laughs> it's five months hey, old. Hey, maybe by then, yeah. That's what I mean. You might need to come. It's going to be 18 months old. Yeah. Yeah. Buy the ticket. <laughs> okay. So it's five months old now. In a month, things are going to change. At nine months things are going to change. When your dog starts getting that German Shepherd bark, the deep bark right now, it's probably, yes, an easier dog, but you are going to have a different dog at 18 months old than you have now. You have a different dog in one month. At the six month mark, you'll have a different dog than you have now. But Singapore, somebody, we sold, Singapore is halfway sold out. We announced it last week. It's a year from now. It's pretty wild. It's beyond wild. Like one person bought six tickets today. Like, thank you, thank you, by the way, if you're watching. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Singapore is going to be huge. Might need a bigger venue. Yeah. Ben, if you're watching this, we have to look for a bigger venue. Next. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marlon, my pit bull is unresponsive to the prong collar when he notices another animal. Will yep. pull until he chokes himself. Yep. No other animals. He's fine. Walks at a heel. What should I try next? Okay. I tried doing 180 to get his attention on me. He'll stay focused on the animal until he can't see it anymore. Correct. So you need to learn how to bonk. So what I would do is this. First of all, remember, a prong collar is a tool that has no use unless the training behind it is effective. So right now you need to figure out some effective training. Okay. So you need to learn to apply a punisher at the first sign of arousal. So if, I, if, if this dog was in front of me, what I would do is I would have a bonker in my hand. I have a video on how to make it and how to deploy it on my YouTube channel. I would put the dog into a sit and I would go look for, what is it, uh, an animal? or animal. Okay. And then I would ask a friend to walk in the distance with um, another dog. And then as soon as my dog, as soon as that dog goes, that, 
I would say no. Bonk. Hard. Hard as you can. Like, really hard. Right on the head. Don't worry. The dog won't get blunt force trauma and its eyeballs will not pop out. Okay? So, now all of a sudden the dog goes, holy shit, what the hell just happened? You do it at the first sign of arousal. No. Bonk. You're teaching the dog with the word, what the word no means, number one. Now all of a sudden the dog, historically, historically, we've done this thousands of times, goes, oh, so you don't want me to look at those dogs, right? No, you don't have to do that, Jeff. When it sees a dog in the distance, hold kibble up. Redirect it. Works like a charm. Oh. Huh. Knowing that that dog's probably got intense drive, the dog's probably going to, number one, ignore the kibble, or eat the kibble and still look. And then it's being reinforced. Now you're training the dog to look at dogs. <laughs> Reward-based systems reinforce what you want. They don't eliminate what you don't want. It's called nature. It's called reality. Hashtag reality. Hashtag truth. It's like there's so much lies out there. So so much lies. We do this all the time. Like we do. I, I did it on my pack walk Saturday. We're putting a video together. Yeah. And then what you do is there's a bunch of other leash techniques you do prior to that. And then before you go into the trenches with other dogs. Next. Into the trenches. There's a little bit of work beforehand you do. Next. Rescues and focus dog training. Gorgeous people. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Alexandria. My other dog yells in his crate upstairs when the garage opens. Only when he doesn't have the e-collar on. How do I fix this? They only act up when they know the e-collar isn't on them. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You just answered your own question. Next. <laughs> um, Dolly started using prongs on our three-year-old golden and lab. Walks are now a pleasure. You are appreciated. Yep. And I appreciate you too. That's all that matters too. See, most people would say, oh, well, you just didn't work hard enough. It's like, work hard enough? I'm working fucking my ass off over here. So you're trying to tell me that a little bit of training, a couple of tools, my walks can be better? And with, with 90 plus percent of dogs? Yep. Then there's the percentage that you actually have to do, like, a lot of work with. Sounds like a good idea to me. Or, or people can struggle. Or people, or, pe or people can struggle for years and years and years and years and years. Remember that client that went to 36 reactive rover classes? Yeah. 36 reactive rover classes. Didn't stop the reactivity. Mm. Next. Kim, Angelo is wonderful on IG. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Angelo, Angelo, guys, join his, join his channel. Angelo Gelman. He's on um, Instagram. Join his Instagram channel. Kyle, thanks guys. Really appreciate the content. If it wasn't for your guidance by chat on live shows, my dog could my dog could wash be a completely different dog. I can't thank you guys enough. Wow, Brisbane just went live. Did it? Yep. Woohoo! So you can buy tickets now? Yep. You guys can buy tickets to Brisbane. Woo! Australia. When are we going? Um I've got to look. We're going the week after Singapore. Ooh. We're going from Singapore. To, we're going from Singapore to Brisbane. Cool. Yeah. 
499 Top Chat. Kenzie, when bonking on leash, do you throw or keep bonker in hand? You deploy it, it gets thrown. But you can also keep it in hand if you want to, but I always throw it. Next. Cat, I just want to say thank you for all that you do. Cat, thank you for consuming. Todd, shelter dog seems comfortable allowing you to pet it. After a minute, it gets aggressive with little to no warning. Just one staff member seems immune to this. Advice to work on this and make him more adoptable? Advice to make him more adoptable in a shelter environment with multiple volunteers and multiple handlers and people that tend not to follow through and people that most likely are reinforcing unwanted behavior, such as when the dog growls, they try to distract it with a cookie instead and make it a friend. I would need a lot more information. I would need 100% compliance from every single person that had any contact with that dog whatsoever. And you really will ever get that at a shelter. Next. <clears throat> we already read Michael's. LC, do you always do a pre-walk bonk? No, God no. We only do pre-walk bonks with dogs that need pre-walk bonks. Yeah. Next. I don't. I don't. I also don't put bark collars on dogs that don't bark in crates. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So next. Donna, Dutchie will hold place when we had a visitor the other night, but every time the visitor moved, the dog would visibly tense and slightly raise, hackles, then down again. Never broke watching the visitor. I would. I would use a remote collar on that or a bonker on that, and I would also have the dog on a tie back or in a crate. It's a bite waiting to happen. Um, I guess just slightly raised, not hackles. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what she's trying to say. But I guess it was like almost coming out of a down. Yep. Um, Kyle. But the dog was like on alert. Yeah, yeah, on alert. Javier saw a viral video of Spaniel that owners try tired out every day with a laser pointer going in circles and gave it up because of its behavior was just constant walking in circles. What would Jeff do? Not that. I mean... You, they, they created this problem. Don't use laser pointers on your dog. So get off your fucking fat ass, you know, and sitting on your couch trying to tire out your working dog, which a spaniel is, right? And go do stuff with your dog. But instead, they did it out of pure enjoyment. They probably laughed and they probably thought it was cute. And the dog probably had a great time. And now... You've literally created a psychological, neurotic mess of a dog. Mm -hmm. And you've put it into the shelter system where most likely is doing OCD-like behavior. And most likely will struggle getting adopted. Unless they find somebody that knows how to correct OCD-like behaviors. Next. Uh, Dolly, you often reference horses. Are you a rider? Me, no. You see him riding a horse? I rarely reference horses. I reference I re I reference um, rehab a lot. I mean, I've been sober for 30 years, but I got sober in one day. I just said I don't want to drink anymore. Never been to a meeting, never had a sponsor. I'm not against any of that. And I don't think I had a excessive drinking problem. I was just tired of drinking. I wasn't as productive drinking as I was not drinking. Mm-hmm. I decided that I'm going to just, I want to be as productive as fuck. So 30 years ago in Las Vegas, I'm sitting there and I go, I literally just said, the night, it's not like I was on a bender the night before. Mm -hmm. I just said, I'm never going to have another drink of alcohol for the rest of my life. 
and it's been 30 years. Nice. Almost 30 years now, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was similar with so, that, too. So I, ta- I talk about alcohol all the time, rehab all the time. I rarely talk about horses. But no, um, I'm not trying to be defensive. Um, I don't know anything about horses. It's funny, in Australia, my, the last time I rode a horse was in Australia. Thank God they taught me how to do an emergency stop. You're going to go on this story tonight, too? Go ahead, tell the people. No, I just... I just Tell the people. No, I had to... I had to do an emergency stop. So tell everyone what it looked like. How'd it happen? Well, I didn't know when horses go uphill, they speed up. Nobody told me that. It's natural. I feel like I speed up when I go up hills too. You well, work harder. I, I figured they would just, I didn't know it would go into a full blast fucking like. <laughs> You're like, I gotta get up. I'm working on. And I got your ass on my back, so now I'm gonna work just, double time. Just the, just. Just the just me getting in the seat and like trying to get a flow of like how to move. I like riding. It's fun. Is like I I struggle with that concept. And now you're fucking bolted up a goddamn hill. <laughs> and I'm literally I'm literally bouncing in the seat. I bounce <laughs> into the seat and I'm like, oh fuck! I'm like, okay, do I remember how to tuck and roll? How far down is it? Is what, where's the soft spot? Was to, no one else's horses running fast? It was just yours? They were all were. Yeah? But I, this is the first time I've done it, though. You're getting squeaky. His squeaky voice is coming out. It's a Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. So I get up to the top of the hill, and they gave me this horse on purpose because it walks all over new riders. It literally doesn't respect an, an unskilled rider. They gave me the horse on purpose. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't respect an unskilled rider at all. It literally walks all over them. But it fucking. And I finally said to somebody, "Can I please have a fucking dressage whip, please?" I did. Sounds like a dog. And they gave me a dressage whip, and boom, fucking horse listened to me. Look at that. That's good with whips. No, I'm just saying though. I'm just saying it's like give me some. Give me a tool that I know how to use. That is also used on horses. And they gave me a riding bat, a, a, a riding bat, an 18 inch riding bat. But the emergency stop I used because the fucking horse took off, not up a hill, but on flatlands, oh, because they do, it, it, it fucking took off. And I'm like, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> so I grabbed the fucking le- the rain with both I hands. I ride a horse. What? In Australia? Let's we go. we will. Okay. You want to go hunting in Australia for boar? Yeah, I'll bring a pet convincer in case I just. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my buddy. I'll give my buddy Greg. Do you remember? You know the the video that of the guy punching the kangaroo in the face? Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Really? The one that went after his Rottweiler? Yeah. That right around the Ridgebacks. You know him? Of course I do. He's Greg. Yeah. Wow, he's like a celebrity. Yeah, the celebrity. The, at the time, he was like. Getting massive death threats, yeah. Damn, I want to punch yeah, yeah. that thing too. Yeah, I'll give him a call. I can't wait to go to Australia. We'll go, we can, Everything crazy. We there. can go and we can go out. And he he lives. Um, he's not. We're we're gonna be on the coast. He lives more inland. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. He's actually he's an he's an elephant trainer. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Next. Um, Kyle, I'd love to show you guys a picture of the dog you've helped bring up. If you have Facebook, etc., he's doing great. We have Facebook in- and Instagram. Yeah, just tag us on Instagram and put them in his stories. Next. Or DM us. 
Kenzie, two-year-old dog growls when greeting dogs. I've used prong and e-collar to correct. He is happy, but greets dogs this way. What's next? More distance? I need, I need more distance. First of all, he shouldn't be meeting dogs on walks. In fact, I just put up a video on YouTube on that. Um, it goes to begin our FAQ section um, of, our, of, our, of our website. Dogs shouldn't meet dogs on walks. Next. Um, Javier said, dang, cold turkey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm disciplined as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, I'm disciplined. When I want something, I make sure it happens. Next. Kyle, um, I have my dog at the vet next week for a checkup. He's been raw fed since 10 weeks old. For some reason, they have a huge problem with raw feeding. <laughs> I don't get it. He has thrived on it. It's so funny. My vet told me I was going to kill my dog. I, I, I had to take Kira to the emergency vet one day. She pooped out um, a small bone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck. And there was a little bit of blood, and she was bleeding. Her, her butt was she had a, bl a bloody stool, and I'm like, and I was about to go out of town. Mm -hmm. And the yeah, dogs were not going, yeah, dogs weren't going with me. And I'm like, man, if I'm going to have an emergency surgery, let it be when I'm in town. Um, so I took her to the vet, the emergency vet, and... They're like, it's 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 fine. And then the, the 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 woman comes in. The vet is talking to me. She's like, "What do you feed your dog?" I said, "I feed my dog raw." She goes, "What do you mean by that?" I said, "Raw food." And she's like, "Is it sushi grade?" I'm like, "I said, I don't. It's not fish. I fucking feed him beef and pork and 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 brain and heart and bull testicles and penis and like ch chicken." She's like, "Well, how big are the bones?" Well, I said, the, ch the chicken, I'll feed him a thigh. She's like, well, how big are the bones? I said, the size of a fucking chicken bone thigh. She's like, well, I'm a vegetarian. I'm like, but you're a fucking... You know basic friggin' anatomy? I said, I said, I don't care what your diet is. You're a goddamn vet. I didn't say this, but I'm thinking to myself, but you're a vet. You know what a chicken bone looks You like? should know the circumference, the length, Did the, bo the bone mass. This was an emergency vet. The bone mass... Of a goddamn fucking bone. That's what you do for a living. Me? It's the size of my fucking... So she's like, your pinky? Yes, the size of the fucking pinky. Now do you know? It's like, who cares what if you're a vegan or not? <laughs> what does that have to do with your knowledge base? I don't know. I finally found a vet that actually approves. It's like, He's give me like, a break. But I understand ever. the sushi grade. She's like, are you spending hundreds or thousands on your food? I'm like, well, I got three dogs. Four, I'm sorry, at the time, I'm yeah, three dogs I'm feeding raw to. Monthly? Thousands? No, I'm not. But it's like, who? what do you mean who sushi would? grade? I go to the goddamn meat market. It's the same food that you and I eat in restaurants every day. Yeah. Literally, you know the vegetables that you eat? My dogs eat those. Yep. That vegetable, like what you had for lunch, I can put in a blender, stick it in on a nice cube tray, freeze it, give it to my dogs, they would eat it too. Mm -hmm. Next. Crazy. Um, Jamie, every time I throw the towel to bonk my five pound dog, it misses her. Is it okay to literally hold the bonker and pop her with it by hand? Sure, if you want to, but just work on your aim. Next. Michael, what is a pre-walk bonk? I heard you talk about bonking, but not sure what it is. Pre-walk bonk or pre-walk punisher it's for dogs that are historically leash reactive. The way you stop leash reactivity is you apply a punisher prior to the first sign of arousal. That, that's how you fix a lot of problems. Once you've given, once you've actually, so 
you can also give a correction at the height of arousal. It's just that it's just harder to do. It's it most likely won't work. So what you do is this: you walk out your front door. First, you have to know what a bonker is. We've got a video on bonkers. It's a towel. Okay. You walk out your front door. Okay. First of all, let's all listen to the narrative. Almost every time you go for a walk, your dog is leash reactive. Leash reactivity is dangerous for the human walking the dog, the dog, and the community. It's not a good behavior to have. People struggle with this. That's probably one of our big things. That and separation anxiety. You walk out the... So your dog has a history of that. It's practiced it many times. So fact. That's the narrative. You walk out. You walk to your front door of your home. As soon as the dog gets to the front door, it's already scanning. It's looking around. Bingo. No bonk. Your dog goes, what the Frank Sinatra just happened? Great. Heel. Let's go. That's the pre-walk bonk. People mock it. They think it's mean. They think it's abusive. But the people that do it, historically, will go, holy shit. I just had the best walk of my life. And it's not because your dog's afraid of you. Properly applying a punisher makes a better connection with you and your dog. Next. Kyle, I wish I could find a vet that approved of raw. I wouldn't feed my GSD anything other than raw, but the vet talks as though it's poison. Okay, this is what I want you to do with your vet, Kyle. Ready? I want your vet, I want you to sit down with your vet and I'll say, listen. You don't know shit about nutrition. Okay? You don't. Everything you know about nutrition was from a maximum, maximum, a three-credit class. Chances are, though, you've only learned about it from white papers given to you by Science Diet or Purina and the bullshit that they fucking are feeding your brain. You don't know. And I love my vet. I love my vet. But I would say to your vet, let's come to an agreement here. If you want me to stay here as one of your clients, let's never talk about diet again. And if he says, I'm sorry, I feel very strongly about this. I feel it's my obligation. Say, fine, you're right. I'm not going to discount your moral code, your values, or your ethics. That's you. Don't break them. Keep up with it. There's a lot of vets in your city. Picking a vet, going to a vet, unless it's the only vet in town or it's an emergency vet and you only have one place to go, it is a voluntary transaction. But you could ask a vet kindly, can we please not talk about diet, please? Because I'm not here for a diet problem. Okay? Next. Um, Kenzie, even when off-leash he does this, makes other dogs over-arouse, some react negatively. 
Should I work him from a distance and calm him down before introducing closer? I would, no, I would stop taking your dog around other dogs right now. Next. Molly, F emergency vets. I called with my dog being unresponsive and she said that it was up to us if he needed care. And then she said, well, if you're going to come in, do it now because I need to get some sleep. Well, we have different emergency vets here. We've got <laughs> much different emergency vets here. They're like, come on in. We're open. Yeah. So is the fucking cash drawer. Next. Jeremy, my year-old dog is good on the leash. Thanks to your videos with the prong. Does not pull at all and is walking awesome. Awesome. I shouldn't be. That was disrespectful. The two emergency clinics that I go to. Yes, they're pricey. But they're good. Yeah. They're good. Next. So and, and, they're, and they're filled with staff that are caring and loving. Yeah. And knowledgeable about vet stuff. Mm-hmm. But... They need to stay in their lane. Some of the, some of the some of the doctors there need to stay in their lane. Yeah. No dog training, no nutrition. Yep. It's not why I I'm here. My vet. He'll let me call his cell phone after hours. Next. And I am that person. Um. Kyle says thanks, guys. Do, 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 do. Michael, how much raw food should you feed your dog? I would like to get away from the sawdust dry food, but I don't know about dog nutrition either. Where should I begin? Either do I. So it's usually 2 to 3% of your dog's weight, depending on the activity of your dog, the age of your dog, the sex of your dog. Um, what I would do is I would go, there's a ton of Facebook groups out there. We could, there's also a really good source called, it's on, on Instagram called pet.nutrition. Tell them we sent you, pet.nutrition. You can also Google it. There's a lot of great information out there. Don't ask me. I am a student. I have not enough knowledge. Next. Mm, Kyle says, thanks. Karen, GSD lover. Good evening. Just saying hi. Love Angelo on IG. Thank you. Angelo Gelman on Instagram. Jeremy, the only question I had was if I should be concerned that he does not like getting approached by people. He won't acknowledge people during a walk, but if someone approaches, he kind of ducks and wants to back off. Mm. If they don't touch him, he warms up and goes to get pet. I usually tell people to fuck off. So what I would do is this. I, you know, can you make it better? Sure. But let's do this, though. My dogs are very social. Extremely social. I never let anybody pet my dogs. I mean, my staff can pet my dogs, and the shadow student can pet my dogs. And, like, I mean, people can interact with my dogs. But when I'm on a walk, no. So make it a rule. No. Your dog is saying, I'm concerned. Be respe- So respect your dog's wishes right there. Next. Um, last one. You can't answer that one because we don't know anything about it. Okay. So that's it. So Kyle, mad respect. People can, people can see that, but I don't know anything about that website. So we don't, we don't, we don't do, well, we don't plug websites that we don't know anything about. Um, um, and we don't mention trainers. So, but, but thank you for, you're trying to be helpful, Kyle. And I appreciate that. Okay. And I appreciate that. Next. That's it. It's it. We're at the end of the show anyway. Nine twenty-eight. Yeah. Even with all my rants. It's a lot of rants tonight. Hey, I'm sorry. I get passionate. I'm passionate as fuck. Cool. Yeah, it's so funny. It's it's really it's it's. You're gonna I, go on another one? No, I just I, so, I. You started looking around like you were gonna. You got like that look in your eye. It's so funny. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about something. Because that's Jeff and that's I what told I some good st- I did tell some good stories at lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. For sure. So, all right. All right, guys. Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is Joelle. 
Um, I'll plug my seminar site, jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Madly in love with all of you, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Good night. Wednesday, 8 p.m. Take care. Good night.